Greetings, human beings, and welcome back to Apartment 303, a podcast for community fans. My name is Dave, and alongside my co-host, Adam, we are here today with yet another very special guest to help us go through the Season 1 regional bracket of Hashtag Six Seasons and a Bracket. Joining us here today in Apartment 303 is Alex Burdine. I'm sure most of you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm sure many of you has heard, have heard his podcast, have seen him on the internet as a podcast. Certainly owe a lot to him for getting the ball rolling. But before I lube him up too much for this yeah. setup, Alex, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your podcast and what you do in the community community. Oh, wow. That's, uh, now I feel, know what it's like when I'm buttering up the, uh, the guests on my show. I feel uh, not qualified for any of those things, but thank you for that lovely introduction. Yeah, I'm Alex. I host Six Seasons and a podcast, a podcast also about community. I started this about a year and a year and a half ago now, and uh, I interview some of the cast, uh, crew, writers, uh, and fans, and other podcasters about community, and it's been a blast. Um, it, I, I don't know what else to, to say about that, but I just love the people that are, are creating something about community and have something to say, and uh, it's lovely to be here with Dave and Adam to be on Apartment can I say in apartment 303? Is it a physical? You sure can. We encourage okay. you to say in okay. apartment 303. I, I mean, I, I didn't it's... put fancy toilet olives out just <laughs> for you to be casual. So I appreciate you being willing to go the distance with yeah. us here. You know, and they're the green olives. And I, I really say that fancies it up far more than the black olives. So uh, just, just, a, and I, you, you knew that I like the green olives. Yeah, I, really I just nice. refilled them earlier. So we're good. Yeah lucked out there no so yeah no thanks for having me this is awesome you, how did you get started with this how did you get started i know that you know a year or so ago COVID happened and we went from having like three community podcasts to having 87 90 a thousand yeah. or so maybe 16 um, or so but, but it sounds like from what i can tell you were actually involved in one of those very first efforts so before we do get on to this bracket could you tell us a little bit more about that were you the first were you one of the first? I wasn't the How first. How did that there was, kind of come I was, to fruition? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I certainly wasn't the first because when I was Googling and six seasons in a podcast, because I was like, come on, this is the most obvious name, right? I Googled it and a podcast from like three or four years came up. So I was like, but these guys aren't doing anything. So I'm going to just go ahead and go... Thank you. And so I'm I'm outing myself. I'm saying I stole the name from I hate if anyone to else wants the name. I did the exact same thing and found you and was like, of course, some genius already <laughs> took this. This is the well, I was I was Googling record lengths of things years. earlier, so <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not I don't think I'm a genius. I'm the one who Let's um, go with opportunist. 
Yeah, I'm an opportunist. I suppose that's that's one. But uh, yeah, I was like, hey, they're not doing this thing anymore. And if they are, I will be glad to change the name. They um, they can they can have the right. Uh, well, Scott right. wanted originally to call our podcast Nipple Dippers, which <laughs> anyone who's finished the show probably would have an appreciation for. But yes. I don't need to get into all of the internet and search. You might. Optimization. Attract a certain, uh, yeah. yeah. You might attract. Not a lot sure more. the angle we were going for, yeah. but shortly. We might get more that, accidental listens. I searched yeah. for yours, hey. but then, um, you know, we came up with a list. And yeah, Apartment 303 seemed really fit. And, you know, yeah, the characters fun. have changed, but you are here in Apartment 303. We're very glad to have you here. I know I've already said before we get into the bracket, but I do still want to ask you a couple things about your show. Sure. Because, you know, you do have a lot of community podcasts, and a large percentage of that is, you know, the community podcasters talking to the other community podcasters about opinions, which is fine. But, you know, people like you, people like Matt, over the last year or so have actually been able to get writers on, actors... At this point, we've even scored, you know, one of the D-list actors from the show. Your list certainly seems to be the most ambitious and the most successful. So just for one second, as Adam and I sit here and revel uh, in the fact that we are interviewing you today, can you just tell our listeners who might be wondering whether or not they're going to check out your podcast, some of the guests you've had on recently and some of the guests you have lined up for your upcoming episodes? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, over the last summer, I, I was able to talk with Ken Jung and uh, Joel McHale and Danny Pudi. And uh, uh, vet Nicole Brown was in the fall with Jim Rash. Uh, you know, so I've, it's been fun talking with a lot of, you know, the, the main cast. But I've had a lot of fun um, talking with folks like Greg Cromer and Charlie Kuntz. You know, Greg played um, uh, Rich and Charlie Kuntz played uh, Neil. And, and, you know, I talked to uh, Officer Kakowski, Mr. Uh, Craig Kakowski, who uh, was just a delight and a lot of fun. He was just a hilarious guy. But it's also been really fun talking with uh, the writers and, and other crew members. Uh, I've got um, Tristram Shapiro, who directed basically half of the, you know, it was about a quarter of the of the episodes. Uh, that one's coming up in a couple weeks. I just had a really fun conversation today, actually, with Alex Rubens, who is a season five and six uh, writer. Uh, but, you know, going back, Megan Gans, Andy Bobro, uh, Neil Goldman, the list goes on. Emily uh, Cutler, she's going to be coming up soon uh, as well. She was a season one and two writer. Uh, yeah, it's just it was a, a lot of fun talking with folks who've made this show special. And what's I, I can report, you know, my experience is that they've all been wonderful. And they've just been a, a lot of fun to talk to and, and just kind people. And, and I think that's what you get in the product of this show, a really uh, warm, fun show. It's hilarious, of course. So all of those people are funny, but there's a heart to it that you can't replace on, on I don't know, any other show, really. Um, that, that there's, there, you know, these characters, you know, you just love them so much. And I think that's what's made it so special. And it comes right from the people who made it. Yeah, I love the connection and I love the range because podcasts like you, podcasts or accounts like Communities are reaching all the way from, you know, the first person to come on Twitter and say, hey, should I watch Community? All the way to the actual writers and actors on the show and, you know, connecting those threads at every step uh, 
along the way. So now that we have thoroughly uh, established you have no credibility, you don't know what yes. you're talking about. Um, well, I, I, hey, I've interviewed those people. That doesn't mean I know anything about the show. So, there's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get that out of the way. If, if you thought I knew a lot about the show, oh, we, we've come to the wrong yeah. place. It comes a lot off like a, in between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis. Exact same thing. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to find out because before we get into this bracket, I want to ask you one more question, and that's something we've been pitching to everyone before we get started, and that is the question of a bubble episode, right? In the true March Madness sense, you know, the first thing that always happens is teams are mad that didn't get in, you know, the last couple that thought they deserved to be in, the last few that maybe shouldn't have been. Adam made these brackets by pulling these rankings from IMDb, so especially for seasons one, two, and three, there are 23 episodes, or yeah. 25 episodes in season one, and yeah. only 16 of them made the cut. Are there any of those that you felt particularly egregious uh, should have been included or discluded from the bracket of 16? I mean, yeah, the first two episodes you cut out, that's a pilot in Spanish 101. Those are two, I don't know, you introduced Senor Chang in his best, one of his best moments on the show. Definitely. Uh, his, uh, it, that's a that's pretty tough uh, pill to swallow. Um, and the pilot, I, I know there's some people who are like, who, who just, I don't know, discount it, but I, I would just say like this, that, you know, you if you wouldn't have this, you know, brilliant pilot that establishes these characters pretty quickly even though yes they change um but i think that's probably more a, a testament to the writing and the evolution of a show but you've got you know the the very first moment of of these characters sitting around at this table the banter that we we see i don't know I, it's hard to you know not you wouldn't have this show if you didn't have that first moment that everyone you know who's I've talked to, you know, the writers are like, this is the reason why I wanted to be on this show is because because of the pilot. So, yeah. Those, Say those you two. have to pee. I need to talk to you. <clears throat> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, exactly. So what would you take awesome. out uh, in order to get one or both of those episodes into the top 16? Um, this is going to show my... So I probably should start at, like, the lower rung. So Romantic Expressionism and Home Economics... Here's my. I'd have to Google which episode Home Economics was because that's that's how bad I'm just outing myself about how bad I am about what what episode. That's where Jeff uh, moves into the dorms with Abed. Oh yeah, I mean it's got some good moments, but I don't think and it, it also has, is like, the beginning of the Pierce and Vaughn relationship. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I really think like spanish 101 you you it's hard to replace especially with that ending you know so weird it's got like the um magnolia weird ending with with the music and and um so and it, with uh, with jeff and pierce doing their pantomime thing yeah <laughs> I, I, the pilots i yeah i would just because those two romantic expressionism and Home economics don't have like quintessential moments from the show. I mean, maybe they do. What romantic expressionism? Give me a thirty-second spiel about that one. 
Oh, that's the one where Pierce invites himself to watch the movie to make fun of it, to make monkey shines at a picture show. Uh, okay, it's pretty good. But is that as good as the pilot? I mean, is that good as Spanish 101? You can make arguments about why, you know, they're on the bubble. But for me, pilot and Spanish 101 are, are like quintessential episodes to the show. So I so, think that's what I'll say. Adam, correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I think we were both high on the pilot, but Spanish 101, that, that was the episode that you and I thought needed to get in is that is that that was that was your vote to get in uh i love the episode i personally voted for politics of human sexuality yeah and this highlights the whole problem of trying to cram 25 really good 24 really good episodes into a 16 uh team bracket are you saying art of discourse isn't good oh i didn't say that you knew (laughs) what i was talking about with me saying it explicitly so Uh, All right. Well, that all being said, let's actually take a little bit of a step back and do some theoretically easier uh, work here for a minute. That bubble stuff can get uh, pretty tricky and pretty sticky. Let's hit this bracket. Our first matchup is the number one seed, Modern Warfare, going up against the number 16, Home Economics. Alex, you're the guest. You want to go ahead and chime in first here? I mean, you made it easy by not having like the it go up against the pilot. Like if you said modern warfare versus the pilot, I would go, oh damn, that that would be a lot harder. I would think if we're talking basketball, it would go wire to wire. But I would say modern warfare is going to come out ahead. But it would be it will come out ahead, scared that it just almost lost to the 16, 16 seed. So. That's what I would say. Um, Home Economics is is a fine episode. That's what's beautiful about the show. Is there are tons of really great episodes, um, Home Economics being one of them. But is it as quintessential? Does it game change the show like Modern Warfare does? It does not. So, number one with a bullet. I have been preparing for this moment for a long time Uh-oh. because... I absolutely love home economics and the more I watch it, the more I like it. And, you know, as I'm just going through beat for beat, uh, just the bit about Randy being a girl's name and (laughs) Troy having to explain that to Annie. This is actually one of the few episodes that we have done a full, you know, apartment three or three has done a full uh, deep dive on. So I'm relatively well versed on the nuance. Abed is using the fortune teller. You know, that little thing from the the introduction. Uh And this is one episode before he actually tells everybody's future. The whole metaphor of Jeff turning into E.T. into Abed's apartment and just like I could go on and on and on. There's so many wonderful, terrific things about this episode. Patton Oswalt makes a cameo. Britta is her best version of herself. She's confident and... It's not like she's the butt of every joke. She solves the problem for Jeff. Uh, so much is so good about this episode. For me, in all of the one versus 16 matchups, this one is the closest. That said, Modern Warfare would also advance for me, but I did have to uh, get onto a, a little bit of a, a box there to talk about home economics. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just, you know, so... I'll, I'll Google this while I go because my memory's not fresh, but it's got getting rid of Britta in it. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty... Exactly. I didn't even mention anything about yeah. the band Some Worries. Okay. Like it's, so let's just yeah. hold, hold on. Adam, officially, you are advancing modern warfare or officially you are advancing home home economics. 
it's in the same fashion that Gonzaga advanced over UCLA the other night. A an overtime buzzer beater. The one seed yeah. moves on. Modern warfare goes on. But boy, is it close! All yeah. right, modern warfare moves on. I thought for the very first time we were going to have potentially the biggest upset we've had and we've been doing this what for now a thousand months and this is our 700th (laughs) bracket give or take you know how huge i am on home economics i'm not going to speak ill of modern warfare there but as i was listening to you present that case i was sitting there having to think that i was going to have to be the deciding vote and uh wow didn't have to be, but uh, things almost got really, really crazy there. So let's ad- let's advance modern warfare, but much spicier start than we've had to any of our other brackets here. I've uh, been sitting on this for literally weeks, <laughs> months I, actually, probably if I'm counting correctly. I think if modern warfare were the only paintball episode, I think it would be a no-brainer. I think absolutely. I'll it's go. It's hard that. to hold. Yeah that against that because they made so many other ones right yeah but let's talk about the eight versus the nine the eight we have beginner pottery and the nine we have science of illusion adam i'm gonna pitch this one to you first who do you got here in the uh, reverse fashion of how i just presented how hard of a decision that was for me i really like beginner pottery everything about it hits you know rich as we've detailed every episode basically how much we love him as a foil to jeff i really like pierce in his speech at the end talking about being bad at things and having no luck and that being okay i really like that too actually i want to say one of my absolute favorite lines of the whole show comes from this when annie gets upset for for when jeff suggests taking a blow-off class because the last one that he suggested, she says, taught me to live in the moment, which I will always regret and never do again. And it's just like, <laughs> that's such a great, concise, hilarious line. In terms of science of illusion, Pierce's The Cookie Crisp Wizard's pretty funny. I'll go for that, but uh, nowhere near beginner pottery for me. Yeah, it's um, the 8 9 is usually uh, contentious. Um, it's. You know, when you're picking it can it can go either way I will go I'll agree with you the cookie crisp uh, wands is a really good start and a really good bit throughout all of science of illusion I love the writer Zach Paez who wrote the episode but going up against as strong of uh, an episode uh, as beginner pottery it's it's tough to to not go with beginner pottery so that's what I'm advancing as well Yeah, that would be a clean sweep for me. We'll advance beginner pottery. I think it's pretty telling that when you mention Science of Illusion, everyone is like, oh, yeah, the cookie crisp thing, and then that's it. I know you probably have a little bit more insight, but I also have to tell you during your introduction when I asked you like a thousand questions and you were doing your best to answer them and you were rattling off this really impressive name, uh, list of names like, you know, I've had on... You know, Joel and Yvette and and Gandhi and Jesus and a bunch of dead presidents and the guy who played Rich. And, like, that's when the light bulb went off in my head and I got really jealous. I was like, wait a minute. He he talked to Rich? Oh, we've got it. We've got to come back to that. So, huge fan of Agena Pottery. I'm going to keep it in the bag until we get to the next round here. You know what? Let's actually go straight there and let's talk about the second round matchup. 
where we have beginner pottery now going up against modern warfare. Alex, going to pitch it to you here first on this one. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love uh, beginner pottery, and you know, that's it's a really, uh, really great episode. But modern warfare is just, you know, it's it's got it. You know, I, I think you have the first time you're hitting all of these homages in such a great way. You know, it, it's just it would be great to um, to you know go against Tony Hale, who plays the the pottery professor. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with uh, modern warfare uh, just because it's. You, especially when you have that moment where Chang comes in and is like with his machine gun and the, the music is playing and, and, you know, he's pulling out the, the double pistols and uh, just it's, you can't really beat that moment where they're, they're for the first time on this show going to a place where it's like, Oh, this is the potential this show has uh, to offer. Uh, I mean, I guess you did that in, in, and we'll talk about it when we get to, uh, American poultry, but you know there there's so many like amazing moments. That was a send up of one kind of genre. This is like all of these action moments where you're pulling from Die Hard and and from uh, uh, Chow Yun Fat movies and and uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, Modern Warfare me for me. I have my bracket completed, and I'm changing my answers from what I had actually. So. <laughs> And it's partly because of something that you said earlier in the episode that kind of made me realize that I was holding the fact that there are multiple paintball episodes against modern warfare, and that was not fair to the episode. Is beginner pottery funnier? Yeah, I think you could make the case that it's a funnier episode for me, anyway. That doesn't you mean Lee majors. You got Pierce falling yeah. out of the boat, and yeah. Yeah, so if if we measure just by laughs, I think maybe I would. Well, actually, I did. I did go with beginner pottery in my bracket uh, that I'm I'm now revising in the moment because modern warfare is this transcendent episode, and I need to not be such a snob, not be such a community hipster, and take it. I, you know, out of my bracket, like I do with Duke every year. The first opportunity I can get them out of the tournament, I do it. Didn't have to this year, but Modern Warfare is really incredible. Justin Lin is, you know, is coming in from the outside to direct that episode, and it shows. And it's hard to put yourself back where you were before you had seen the episode. Now it's like, oh yeah, it was Modern Warfare. But at the time, what a, just an incredible paradigm-shattering sitcom episode so i'll go modern warfare as well boy this has been very different than our other three brackets alex in most of those opportunities i have had to side against adam and with our guests and not out of some sort of obligatory you know host style motivation but because that's how i genuinely felt yeah. uh, in fact the first one we did uh the bracket for season two really felt like the jen and dave podcast where we came on to beat up Adam, but he's had some defenders overall. I've I've gone back and forth, but twice now in this bracket alone, Adam, I don't know if you're going for revenge or trying to get back at me for all the times <laughs> I haven't cited for you. You have teased me to the brink. You've teased me to the brink. I thought you were going to advance home economics, and you did not. 
And then you teased me again to the brink. I thought you were going to push beginner pottery over the edge. And again, pulled out at the very last second. So you guys have advanced modern warfare. I'll get on board with that. I would have also been happy to make a case for beginner pottery. I will say that for me... The B-plot does fall flatter in Beginner Pottery, whereas Modern Warfare isn't really an episode with A and B and C plots in the same way that a lot of the other ones traditionally are. So we'll advance Modern Warfare, and let's hit back to the first round now and start going back down the bracket, and let's hit this 5 versus 12 famous upset bracket here. The number five seed, Debate 109, going up against the 12, Intro to Film. Adam, I'm going to let you kick this one off. Who do you got? I I just heard Alex say under his breath, oh, this is tough, and it is. This is one of the toughest first-round matchups in any of the regions. I, I know how fondly our colleague Jen thinks of Debate 109, and for lots of good reasons. What a great episode. This is the payoff from when Abed was using the fortune teller in home economics. And this is when he's, you know, becomes a soothsayer. And he's a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And just there's so many great hits on that. Plus the debate itself and just how that needles at Jeff having, you know, been a debater for money, as he puts it. Wonderful, wonderful episode. But introduction to film has been has has been well documented on this podcast and you know by me personally is one of the episodes that gets better every time I watch it. I catch something new, I catch something different. It's so clever, it's so intelligent, the dialogue is brilliant. And anytime you have to have dialogue do multiple things in an episode, so not only does it the first time you're hearing Jeff and Britta talk about Abed, like in the moment you think, okay, this is just normal dialogue, but then you see Abed's film and you realize that he was pulling that out and like just to have it be multifaceted, multifunctional like that, I can't get over that brilliance. So for me, introduction to film moves on in another tightly contested battle. Wow, that's, uh, I'll have to say um, say this about uh, Debate 109. <clears throat> it is um, a really funny episode. It uh, features a really, I think, one of the first time, like the a, a bad guy, you know, and of of all these episodes, and before we get to the real bad guy in uh, the Christmas episode with, uh, gosh, what I'm blanking on his name, the the bad guy with the cutoff sleeves. Um, his life Anthony is Michael a gym. Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael <laughs> Hall. But we, you know, with the with the the um, who's the what's his, his name, the debater. Um, Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, I mean, you've got a really good character in playing, you know, in this 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 role, and you have a lot going on uh, with the Abed story. But as you said, there's a but, and I think it's that intro to film is probably the first time that I've seen. You know, I mean, Community goes like to a like a level where making you cry in the third episode. You know, and they're making you like really think and uh, feel in that third episode, which it's uh, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, intro to film the upset because I think it just go- it shows you that this show is more than just laughs; uh, that it has a lot of uh, heart to it. 
I knew it was going to happen eventually. Well, sticking with intros, we now have our number four seed, Introduction to Statistics, going up against English as a Second Language. So for me, I think there's a lot of sentiment behind this pick, but also upon rewatching, I, I generally kind of just think it's a slightly better episode with Introduction to Statistics. That was really the one when I knew that I loved this show, and I went from, oh, okay, I'm binge-watching this at my brother's house to, oh, okay, I need I need this in my life. And the the last scene, or the tag, with, with Troy and Abed, that's one of the, maybe the second time we, we get them in a, a really fun tag that I was just like, this is totally different and really cool, and Abed is Batman. Anytime anyone makes fun of how a character speaks in the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, uh, <laughs> you've, you've won my heart already. So uh, English is second language. There's some nice moments to it, uh, especially I enjoy, and this is a theme here in season one, because the last time it happens where Pierce is the good guy, but him seducing uh, Dr. Escudera, uh, mm. that I don't think it makes sense in the timeline, but the fact that that's how they played it out, I, I thought that that was pretty funny, but not enough to overcome intro to statistics. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it pretty simple. It's It probably has some a bit of what uh, modern war, warfare suffers from, which is it's uh, it's got a bunch of other Halloween episodes, but it's uh, it's really great. The costume introduced the costumes for the first time. Yeah, it's it's a really solid episode. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm going with this was an easy one. Uh, the four seed. All right, so going into the second round here, we've got the battle of the intros. We've got the twelve seed intro to film now going up against intro to statistics. The four seed. I'm going to have to go with, wow, there's going to be people who are not happy with this. Um, but I think intro to film, I think it's just, it, you know, I think it just does something with Abed and his dad introduces that moment. Uh, and you, you just feel for the first, I mean, and I think it's an episode that that's talking about a Asperger's like, you know, diagnosis without really talking about it so and it holds up really well and i think that you know it, it's that whole thing i don't know from what i've uh, talked to a, a handful of folks who are on the spectrum they really like you know abed's character uh it's amazing to see that you know this is one of those moments where um, a, a portrayal holds up and does well over time. And, you know, with that in mind, I, I just think you've got a really deep episode that um, does a lot for a community, and I, I'll just support it for that reason. And it does it, too, without sacrificing laughs. It doesn't feel like this is a very special episode in some kind of cheesy 90s sitcom way. It feels like there's some authenticity there. And there's elements of both of these episodes, actually, where I find myself really relating to a character. And for Intro to Statistics, I find myself relating to Annie when she's trying to convince Jeff to come to the Dio de los Muertos yeah. party. And she, I was never personally led into traffic by a crossing guard. But the line about people needing to leave her party to be home for the news, like, that hit for me. That That's one of those, 
like if it happened to you type things like it's devastating but also funny at the same time because Alison Brie is just an incredible actor and makes that just hysterical so I I really like that and then you again you really kind of start to get to the zany part of community where Pierce has built a, a fort that's going to collapse of chairs and tables and again it's funny I like it I knew I was going to like the show based on that, but the strength and the depth of intro to film is just a little bit too much. And again, rewatch value. Uh, it, it, it hits me every single time I, I rewatch intro to film. Yep. So intro to film moves on officially. Intro to film does move on officially. Um, <clears throat> I always, always will love though, Jeff's speech when he's trying to talk Pierce out of the <laughs> fort and he's like you know when it comes to, to life having been lived like look at what you are you're dressed up as a beast master in a community college study room barricaded into a fort on a bad trip so if that doesn't count as living life I, I, I don't know what is and you know, normally when your speeches go for the whole group, but for me, this one was one of his earliest and one of his best and one of my favorite winger speeches for four, uh, definitely. But intro to film for all the reasons you guys mentioned and more goes on for me as well. So before we really hash that out, let's hit the bottom half of this bracket here. Head back to the first round, talk about the six seed comparative religion now going up against the 11 seed environmental science. Oh boy. This is another tricky one because environmental. So again, I think we get to, do you place more of a premium on humor or ambition of content? And I think if you want ambitious content in a way that only community had done it up to that point, I think you would go with comparative religion and deliberately diving in and saying, okay, we've got a group of people who uh, that episode is a home run. It's a great episode. And really, environmental science is very, very funny. The fact that they name their rat Fival, the fact that the song they sing is from American Tale. And there's all these little details too, like when, when Chang teaches the class that Esposa means liar. I mean, it's just a cursory understanding of Spanish just that's hilarious and then the payoff when Abed comes wife by the way for non-spanish speaking <laughs> oh yes that's a, yes thanks for clarifying that and then when Abed comes into Chang's office when Joel or Jeff is getting all buddy buddy with him and he says is there a rat in here that double entendre is just perfect oh man for me again it's a real close one here I move on comparative religion but have no issue with environmental science moving on. Uh, yeah, I, for me, this one is one of those, I go back to the basketball, and you have, for the, a long, long time, you have these two episodes neck and neck. And then all of a sudden, when you really, when you have it uh, neck, you know, side by side, comparative religion really is like, you know, the the better of the two episodes. I, I want to love environmental science. And I, I think the musical payoff is is what like keeps them in the game. But comparative religion really with you, you have Anthony Michael Hall like committing to this character. And if you didn't realize it was him, like you wouldn't know that it that it's him. And 
uh, you have the the song at the end, and you know, surely learning something, and you know, um, oh, this is the episode where they've got fight. It's really hard to say. Fight. <laughs> One of the best moments in community. Um, so yeah, I think the six seed just really at the end of the of the game pummels them, and it just I think it's the better of the two episodes. Even though I I love Zach Paez, who wrote also environmental science. Yeah, I thought this would be a close one because environmental science for me brings the humor and packs the emotional punch uh, that Adam was talking about. But comparative religion, you know, just has this slow, constant build that pays off in a way in a very linear way that community normally doesn't and i can definitely get on board with advancing that to the next round so i was i'll say this environmental science beats all the other ones below it except for uh, contemporary american poultry in my opinion yeah it it being an 11 seed is definitely not, not fair Something that we should write angry comments to IMDb about for sure. <laughs> attention, Luis Guzman. Attention, Luis Guzman. His best, his best movie. So we've got the three seed now. Speaking of questionable seedings, as I let my own biases just blast through here, we have the three seed physical education going up against the fourteen seed social psychology. Who you got? Uh, anytime you have um, John Oliver, as much as possible. I'll go with so that's social psychology, right? Yep. Yep. The, yeah. The I'm telling principle. you, I, I don't know this show very well. The um, first <laughs> appearance of Garrett, too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a big. I'm not high on uh, physical education, but um, it just is. There, what's the B story in that one? Something else going on? Uh, yeah, Abed is. Or the rest of the group is trying to get Abed to date this girl because they think it's the only chance that he'll get. Oh, it's white Abed? Yeah. Brown uh, Joe, if you want to be racist about it. Yeah. <laughs> I just am not, Three seed is no way. I would never put it that high. Um, it's a fun episode for sure because we're talking about community. We love it, you know, but uh, I would put social psychology ahead. I will say of physical education, that is probably my favorite tag where Troy and Abed are Bert and Ernie. And, oh my gosh, that's just, that's so funny every time. I think I heard a story that that, that Donald improvised that, which is not a surprise because of how brilliant it is. But yeah, with, with social psychology, I could be wrong, but I think that's the first time we hear Troy talking about butt stuff, which, again, is just another hilarious recurring Wait, gag you get extra if you let them do stuff to your butt it's fine i'll do it i'll do it and then yeah just the whole duncan principle yeah, any anytime i can inject john oliver into my veins i i tend to uh tend to do that so i will agree on that as well let's talk about the seven seed communication studies going up against pascal's triangle revisited in the seven ten matchup I think it's my turn to go first, or is it yours, yeah, Alex? I don't I remember. I have to Google real quick. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, for me, I think that I think that Dave and I are going to disagree on this one. This is my suspicion, and I don't love communication studies. I do love the the Courtney Love Kurt Cobain zinger. I do love that. That gets me every time. But ah, uh, I don't love when I mean when actors act like they're drunk. I just doesn't really like you have to be really good 
to make that work. You have to be like Meryl Streep good for me to to sign off on it. And it doesn't quite hit in this episode for me. There's so many great lines in Pascal's Triangle, and I'm I'll get into more of them hopefully later. But the first one that I want to point out is when when Shirley's friend Gary is transferring. I I think it's Troy says that he hopes that he transfers to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Just every time that one cracks me up. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think Pascal's is the better one because it has a bunch of a bunch of great lines. Um, you know, excuse me, while well, I, I just won an award for being hot or something like that. You know, Britta, Britta gets yep. to say some really great things. Yeah, what's more empowering than a woman in a crown? That's one of my all-time <laughs> favorite Britta lines. Oh, my favorite Britta line from this one is, he's been to Flavor Country. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the, the hand gesture she does at the same time. Oh, man. Uh, how that got on network TV, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I think that that I think we're both in agreement on that one. Yeah, I don't really care much for either of these episodes. In fact, I think that they were both episodes I considered moving out to get my bubble teams into the bracket when we did our brackets and bubbles episode. But you guys agree that Pascal's advances, which leaves us with our last first round matchup here, the two seed contemporary American poultry going up against the number fifteen seed. Romantic Expressionism. Not even close. <laughs> Contemporary American Poultry is the first time we've got the a you know, true homage episode, and it just it just slams. It's really it's uh, you know no offense to Romantic Expressionism, but it it's just it's there. It's the first time I was like, oh, this is the show that's going to to do something very different. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I won't say much about American poultry because we're going to talk about it again in a second but a couple good lines from romantic expressionism when Leonard knows that Jeff ate all the macaroni and it's messed up that he knows that one that always makes me laugh and then again at the end same person oh that's a whole theory right yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet and then again the end tag when they're filming kick puncher and punch kicker and uh troy is like are you sure you couldn't get britta to do this oh all right let's go film the sex scene (laughs) (laughs) just yeah but again american poultry no questions asked all right so now now it is poultry versus pascals and you guys have to to really weigh in here because we've got much more serious matchup than we've had to deal with over the last few years oh and i guess it's my turn to go first too isn't it boy so I am not going to bury the lead here. I personally advanced Pascal's triangle. And yeah, I think maybe it has something to do with the fact that I haven't seen many mafia movies, maybe none. Um, So that might be part of it. I love, of course, what they do with Abed. Having him take control of the group, I think, is, is terrific. But yeah, for Pascal's triangle... That's the first time we hear Greendale's Where I Belong, and that's when Jeff and Annie have their kiss, however you feel about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some kind of emotion that wells up when I hear that song. And then the video yearbook... completely ruined by that kiss, but I digress. That's fine. (laughs) And then again, with the tag, I talk about a lot about the tags in season one here. The video yearbook that... This group of people are like, why did I pay ten dollars? Says I don't know anyone. Like that's such a great joke and such a fun way to poke fun at like the fact that we're focusing on seven people on campus and like it's such a bigger place than that. So 
I go Pascal's triangle, but that's just my opinion. Wow. Yeah, I'm going in the opposite direction. A Bronx Tale was one of my favorite movies growing up. I don't know, growing up. It was, but when uh, I don't know, I, I got a screener from my grandfather one time and <clears throat> of A Bronx Tale and Sneakers were the two movies that I grew up watching um, in my teens. And A Bronx Tale is just, is just a, a great, I think it's directed by uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, he's in it. I, I think he directed it. Chaz Pomentary is also in it. He's excellent. And yeah, so American uh, contemporary American poultry just resonated a lot. You know, I'm, I'm not Italian, but I, you know, grew up watching those kinds of movies. And to me, the moment uh, you've got a lot of great, you know, when Jeff loses his ability to, to quiet everyone down, you know, I think that's a really funny moment to, you know, we get Annie's boobs for the first time. And we've, you know, we really get this, like this swing of, of power from Jeff's perspective with Abed. And, you, you know, when they're sitting in the, the, the kitchen at the end and you, you get one of those Jeff and uh, Abed moments that I think are really powerful in the show. Uh, you've got, you know, this, you know, this humble guy in, in Abed who just wants to be able to I, I don't know. He doesn't want power per se, but he wants, um, oh, um, so relevancy and, you know, just to be able to be seen in a way and, and appreciated. And, and I think he does that in, in, in this, uh, this episode. And, and so I think it's once again, a, you know, relationally a great episode. Um, and you have Jeff learning a lot and I think growing a bunch. So, I'll take that over. I think Pascal's is really funny. Like I said, it has some of my favorite lines in it, but um, contemporary American poultry is the the winner. I think as soon as Adam started talking in defense of Pascal's, you sighed. He knew exactly how this was going to play out, (laughs) Uh, which was you and I siding against him and advancing poultry. I will say that over the arguments I've heard, I'm probably overdue to go back and revisit Pascal's triangle revisited and give it a another look and another fair shot, but it doesn't advance here for me. Poultry definitely does. And so now let's talk about the matchup that will be facing poultry, and that is comparative religion going up against social psychology. I can go first because uh, I'll make this quick. Comparative Religion uh, is definitely the winner. I think it's one of the strongest episodes from season one. If not, um, you know, yeah, definitely of, of all the holiday episodes, it's it, it holds its own against, you know, even Abed's con- Uncontrollable Christmas. It holds its own against the Glee episode. It's, it's just a, I think it's a really good, you know, really great episode. I agree. It is, it's, it's, Definitely a great episode. I like that, again, Jeff comes in as an agnostic who, you know, brings what he believes in, which is nothing. No, that way, whatever. Uh, that might have been for Britta being an atheist. A- at any rate, he still applies the great message that Shirley is, you know, trying to instill in him, which is not to fight on December 10th. But everyone kind of changes and everyone sees a little bit of, okay, I see you know, at risk of quoting Jeff from the pilot, I see your value now. And I, I really like that. I don't like when 
when when when this show takes too many pot shots it surely for being a specific type of christian but i think this one has just the right balance again because everyone takes something away from everyone else and i mean we we get to hear florence and the machine and we also get to uh hear christmas troy at the end so yeah as much as i do like social psychology and all the stuff that we talked about earlier i, I also would advance comparative religion all right so comparative religion moves on and now we have our first real barn burner in the season one bracket because comparative religion is now facing off against contemporary american poultry i think i have to go first on this one don't i, I think you might oh boy this is tough too because again i i had voted for pascal's triangle but that was fully enjoy contemporary american poultry as well so I think I would probably go with comparative religion in this case. Uh, again, just everything that I've mentioned, but I'm 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 kind of wishy-washy on that one to be honest. This is not how my bracket looks, so I was not prepared for this matchup at all. Um what do you think, Alex? You can probably talk me into one way or another. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm kind of stuck on it in ways because I've talked myself into this matchup and a contemporary American poultry has, it has that moment, but I'm kind of for the same reason I've said modern warfare needs a break. You know, when we talk about homage episodes, you know, contemporary American poultry is not like, it's not in the top 10 of homage episodes. And uh, it's, it's a good episode with, with uh, you know, with those moments that I, I just talked about. I, I just said it was a great, you know, it's just like it is very much like basketball. I'm glad we're doing this. Um, but I've been really hot on comparative religion, and I, I just think that um, between the fight um, <laughs> and um, you cracked me up twice with that same line. So I think that tells us what we need to know, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it that's just such a. I mean, because it, it does, you know, because Troy does it, and then Jeff does it, and you know, he's like, oh, that is hard, and. You know, I, I think they're just, they are, I, I like when a religion is addressed. I like when, you know. Because it doesn't done. happen on network television, ever. Not not a ton. Not unless it's, in, you know, kind of like a overtly, you know, like yeah. a TV show, a religious TV show to begin with. That, um, you know, like a seventh heaven. That's a way better. Or what was that one that failed? God friended me? Yeah. I never watched it, but I don't think anyone else did either. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, you've got shows like that, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I like, you know, it's, it's great. It shows that Harmon's got a, his, an ear for it, if that's the way to, to speak about it. You know, he's, he's got some sensitivities towards it. He doesn't, he wants to tear it down, but also like build it back up in a way that's like respectful. And so I just think they do a great job with it. So you guys have advanced comparative religion into this last matchup here i i could put up a bigger fight for poultry but ultimately the way that i feel is that whether comparative religion or poultry would emerge from this matchup they will ultimately be losing to whoever emerges from the top of my bracket so let's see if that's true or not because right now we've got comparative religion coming out of the bottom half of this bracket bracket let's see who they match up with in this final matchup here. So to get there, we need to get back and talk about Modern Warfare going up against Introduction to Film. I think I have to go first. 
And good. Uh, yeah, and I'll, and I'll say this: I think uh, the Cinderella story of this um, bracket has been intro to film, uh, and as I've as I've said, there's uh, it is. Uh, it addresses things that I don't think have been addressed on TV. It does it in a way that um, is respectful and thoughtful and, and, you know, it shows heart and it does it in the third episode of, of, I think it's right. the third or fourth. It's the of, third episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's, that's pretty ballsy. It's, um, you know, but is that, you know, it's hard to say, you know, I, I have Modern Warfare pretty high on my total rankings of all the episodes in the entire show. So I'm going to say the Sweetheart uh, story is over and Modern Warfare advances simply because you have the pivotal episode that I know from talking with with uh, writers and in, in, on the show that this was a moment um, that meant like a lot for them. Uh, you know, so people who came onto the show later were like, "Oh, well, I saw Modern Warfare, and I wanted to be on that show." Basically, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's just it has to win for what it meant to the show. And I think that's a, a really interesting take. And if we zoom out from just what happens on screen during that episode, I'm not sure Community is renewed for season two without Modern Warfare. I don't know if that happens, and I don't know enough about all of the nuts and bolts of that. I know that it is the first episode. Someone who hasn't watched all of Community or hasn't watched, if someone's watched five episodes of Community, it could be four random ones, but it's always Modern Warfare. Everyone who has seen at least five episodes of this show knows Modern Warfare. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. That said, I think that Cinderella's shoe still fits. Ooh. I still prefer intro to film. It is one of my all-time favorite episodes. You mentioned earlier, you know, getting a little bit teared up, and, and that happens to me. There are very few episodes of any sitcom or TV show where that does happen. This, very predictably, is one of them. Uh, Iqbal Taba is great as Abed's dad, and I kind of like the whole idea of, you know, when you go away to college, it's sort of this in loco parentis, and, like, this puts Jeff and Britta in that in that situation. And it kind of also reveals how Abed is a little bit of a mastermind in certain situations, even though he has a hard time identifying with people like on a friendship level all of the time. He knows enough about the inner workings of, of relationships to pit them in a way where he, in this case he gets uh he gets the movie that he wants. I am going to I am going to ride the wave here. I'm gonna go with intro to film. Whoa. Alex, you've made a great case for modern warfare. Something you've said very early in the podcast has been eating on me and you know it's not it's not fair to hold, you know, a band's first album against them less because they made four other of the exact same albums. And that's not even to say that all the other paintball episodes aren't individual and don't stand out on their own. And you made a point that there perhaps might not have been a season two of Community without having had Modern Warfare. I'm not sure we would have gotten to Modern Warfare had we not had Intro to Film. The first two episodes, as much as I argued, should have been included in this bracket as bubble teams. I think this episode, episode three, is the one that really ties the characters together, that really plants the seeds 
that let the rest of the season grow. And, you know, like I said, I'm not sure we ever get to the point where we get Modern Warfare. This is that pivotal of an episode for me. So I am going to go with the glass slipper here, and I'm going to advance intro to film into our final matchup here against Comparative Religion. Not what I would have bet on going into this recording. No, Uh, I'm confused even just hearing you say that. And I (laughs) did the bracket, and it's in a good way, though. Since the last person I was forced to disagree with was Alex, let's let's give you the first shot here. Yeah, Uh, I'm not. This isn't what your bracket probably looks like right now, but this is what we've got. We've got comparative religion going against intro film for the season one regional championship. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I'm shocked to uh, to hear um, the matchup, but I, I have to... Oh, yeah, our, our podcast is getting pulled off the air after this. There's yeah. no way people are going <laughs> to listen to what we have to say. Um, but, uh, you know, from that perspective, I have to remain... I have to keep two things in mind. One, it's still community. And two, uh, I need to remain in some, somewhat impartial to uh, to that shocker. Um, because, you know, when you've got comparative religion and uh, intro to film going up against each other, what do, what do we have to say? Um, intro to film uh, is the heart and, uh, and somewhat of, of the, and if we've got the, the heart, we've got the soul in comparative religion. And I don't know, I, I, I'm going to have to go with my gut on this and I just am really high on the episode. I think comparative religion is, you know, a standout from, uh, let's see from guest, like really interesting guest standpoint. Iqbal's uh, table is really good in intro to film, but, um, I, I just really like the Anthony Hall, Anthony Michael Hall casting. I just think it's so unique and really fun to have this bad guy, you know, on, on campus, where we really, you know, aside from Simmons, which we've got a taste for it, but, you know, um, Mike, the bad guy, is just really, really good. It's just, it, I just like eating it up like a, a snickerdoodle. A winter doodle. And winter doodle. that did not even make allergic sense. <laughs> um, now, and, and I've been meaning to ask this for the last like four rounds. Anthony Michael Hall played the role of one of the kids in. Was it Christmas Vacation? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I think in the, like the, not the first one, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. It was in one of the vacations. So he yeah. was on film, Chevy Chase's kid in one of the National Lampoons. So that's a really fun tie in. And I really like, Alex, how you mentioned where we're at now. We've got the heart with intro to film, we've got the soul with comparative religion. And this just harkens back to, you know, what you were talking about in interviewing everyone that you have on your podcast. And I'm glad and surprised that we've gotten to this point, but it's nice that that has kind of come full circle as well. And I, you know what, I'm going to go with my gut as well, which is intro to film, which again, like you mentioned is to say nothing ill with comparative religion, obviously, I, I think very highly of that as well. But I think for me, it's in a lot of people who like season one a lot, really enjoy the the quick, snappy dialogue. And like I mentioned earlier, it's having to do two or three things. It's dialogue that you would believe that two people are having. It is going to be then used later 
and Abed will splice it into his documentary. And a lot of it is really funny when it first ha happens. Like when Jeff says, I don't want to be your father. And Abed says, it's perfect. You already know your lines. <laughs> like that's devastatingly funny. And also those other things too. So for me, intro to film, but I, uh, I, I really like comparative religion as well. You guys have really sold me on both of these episodes, which I've established uh, did not expect coming into this bracket whatsoever. Most of our brackets we've had, well, at least for season three and the last one we did, chalk was a bigger issue than with this bracket or with season two. I've come a long way on comparative religion. I think it really does set the scene for all of their good Christmas episodes, I'm, which of which I'm a fan of all of them. But that one sets the bar high, and it's a bar that they continue to try to eclipse. I think that they do eclipse. And I think, as we've mentioned, I think the pacing of that episode is some of the best and atypical for the show in the sense that it, sense that it does have you know, a very common, persistent, singular build with an explosive payoff. So that has tremendous value for me. Intro to film... Man, Adam has made such a good case for this here, offline. Uh, we actually, one of our second or third episodes of the podcast we did was about this episode, and I didn't expect to get it this far. Going up against Comparative Religion in this final matchup, I'm going to have to go with Intro to Film. Wow. There are more threads in this episode than I think people realize and I think it's because they're so well woven together. And I mentioned earlier how I think it sets the scene for a lot of things they do later in the series and later in the show. You've got the element of Professor Whitman, the more ridiculous side of things, right? Flying kites, Jeff trying too hard to be lazy in the most George Costanza way possible. <laughs> um, you know, and at the same time, you're really getting insight into the character of Abed, whom we've discussed and i'm sure other podcasts have discussed you know is jeff the main character is abed the main character whatever a lot of the show is presented through the lens of abed and this is we don't get to see that in episodes one and two like we get to see here we really get our first genuine look into not only where he comes from but kind of what things look like through his eyes so you know you compare all of those things and for me, I think it does slightly edge out comparative religion. Well, I can't here. believe no. that just happened. <laughs> I, I am it's also in borderline shock. Uh, but that has been part of, that has been the great part of doing all of this. You know, it would have been easy to look at all of these and say, okay, well, you know, chalk, 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 chalk. But, you know, there's been a lot of dissenting opinions. I did not expect a lot of results. I didn't expect and uh you know none of that would have been possible without some of the amazing guests that we've had so alex you are by far always welcome anytime to bring your input we really appreciate you taking the time today to sort through this help us arrive at this place that we didn't expect to get certainly would not have gotten to uh without you before we let you go we've already talked about six seasons in a podcast is there anything else you have going on that you'd like to mention or you'd like our listeners to check out before we let you go i know i just want to say thanks uh for you guys for having me it was a, a lot of fun I, it just it's a, a great great to do and and just uh, you know take a look at these i really want to do it with the other 
other brackets as well and and uh, just have some fun with it but yeah it was it was a, it was a blast you guys are great all right well thanks so much for coming on man we really sure. really really appreciate it thanks alex all right well that does it for this regional bracket of hashtag six seasons and a bracket we have now completed all four of our regions and have an official fearsome foursome showdown so stay tuned in the coming weeks to see how all that plays out. We've gotten all of our guests who have been on the show throughout the course of this endeavor to contribute their fearsome foursomes. So we are going to be getting a lot of perspective on that front. Please make sure you guys are checking out Six Seasons in a Podcast. As always, Apartment 303 can be found wherever you get your podcasts. For Adam and Alex, this is Dave signing off. We will see you in the next episode of Apartment 303.